Come have a zippity doo dah day and a big, bright, beautiful tomorrow. On the Mousecapades Radio Network. My radio station. My radio station. Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Gina, and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 806, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that the Mousecapades and More podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. So if you are looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Brandy, Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. And we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So contact one of us today. So I don't know how much you guys were able to um, research or anything this week or if you watch any vlogs that showed this, but they have a new sign that's marking the entrance of the Tomorrowland that's from Fantasyland and Big Top Circus. Brandy's nodding her head, so that means she saw it. Yeah, I saw it. It's super cute. It's pretty cool because it like passes under the Tron light cycle run. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And it has these really like, it looks like the letters are illuminated but actually it's like a light from underneath a blue light and it matches like the Tron light cycle runs lighting package. Um, while we're over in Tomorrowland, um, I wanted to talk about the fact that the pass holder preview got changed on this ride. So up until now, pass holders, they, they get to pick a day to go and they can usually ride the ride, I guess as many times as they want in a certain amount, like an hour or whatever. And this time Disney's only allowing them to ride one time prior to the opening on April 4th, 2023. So it's probably because they've got a lot of people taking advantage of it. And like the line was probably going to be ridiculously long. I don't think that's a horrible thing. I mean, no, it's still an advantage. You get to ride it once. They get to ride it before we do. So this is true. <laughs> and if you're Kyle Polly, you got to ride it three times because you went in with three different cast members. No, he went. Two cast members at a media preview. Wow. That's pretty lucky. And then they had taken the clock down in Tomorrowland when the Tomorrow Light and Power Company started doing the refurb to get ready for Tron. And this week, a clock reappeared. It's actually cooler looking anyways. Um, if you get a chance, check that out. Because apparently, guess, I don't think that I ever knew there was a clock to look at the time. (laughs) I was just thinking the same thing. I don't think I ever noticed a clock. But apparently some guests did use it quite frequently because there was, you know, a little feedback. Not necessarily the noodle feedback, but you get the idea. I was thinking about the noodle people when you were mentioning the feedback. (laughs) Oh, funny. Um, So some concept art was released this week for Disneyland Hotel at Disneyland Paris. The lobby is going to be themed to Beauty and the Beast, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. 
Just like Grand Floridian in Orlando, Disneyland Hotel in Paris used to have a very large, elegant birdcage in the center of the room. Well, the birdcage no longer is in the lobby. Um, or the, the birdcage will no longer be in the lobby as the art shows a carriage-like seating area. It looks very royal and comfortable, making guests feel like royalty once they arrive at the hotel. While we haven't seen the concept art for the Grand Floridian as of yet, the two hotels are so similar that it makes us wonder if this is the direction that Disney will be headed in Orlando as well. It looks beautiful. It does. It looks like the Cinderella's carriage, only like gold, like the one that's in the live action movie, kind of like that. And then they're seating within it in the little spokes of the carriage like thing. It's hard to describe, actually. So if you want to see it, look it up. You may want to go to Google and look it up because Vicky does not do a good job explaining it. But it does look very like royal and how cool that would be. Mm-hmm. And it just fits better with like there's more meaning to a carriage than there is to the birdcage. I never understood the birdcage, but I mean, it was pretty. Right. <laughs> it was a pretty gold bird gate with no birds in it <laughs> yeah i never understood that but okay <laughs> this past sunday march 5th epcot celebrated the 40th anniversary of journey into the imagination with figment this ride has gone through some transformations over time as our friend and colleague chrissy would tell you uh, this ride was a little known attraction that was worked on for disneyland proposed Discovery Bay project in the 1970s. The attraction was going to deal with science and it was supposed to be hosted by a scientist named Professor Marvel who bred dragons. The dragon's name was Kodak and he was green. Unfortunately, this didn't come into Disneyland and the idea um, sat until Epcot's Magic Eye Theater opened and that's when Figment came to Epcot. And then Disney decided Kodak's green color was actually Fuji Films color. So they needed to change the color. They decided on a purple dinosaur. And they decided the scientist's name should be the Dreamfinder. Well, the Dreamfinder would encourage children to use their imagination. And the dragon is a figment of their imagination. And so Figment's name was born. The ride didn't open until March 5th, 1983 five months after Epcot opened. Figment has been up and down in popularity over the years, but as we all remember, last year when guests waited five to six hours to buy a Figment popcorn bucket. Who knows if Figment will be as popular in five years, but for now, he has a huge following. I like Figment. This is my 1983 Figment. Oh my gosh. Yes. One of my friends is a, I don't know what you want to call it, like... She's like into the old stuff. A retro collector? Yeah, she's a retro collector and she sells the stuff on it on um, eBay and she happened to find it. So she sold it to me. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's a good find. Don't let Chrissy see that. She'll come get it. Mm-mm, she can't have it. <laughs> I thought that was funny the other day when we were doing the rides and she's like, can we go back to Figment of 1980? We're like, sure. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because I was three at the time. Well, not even three. I was two. I wasn't born yet. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) I mean, I was born a few months later. 
I was born in September of 83. So I was in elementary school. <laughs> Wait, when you were born? Mm. September 5th, 1983. I'm trying to think. I was in what was then called junior high. Okay. You all know that my family loves the haunted mansion. Well, unfortunately, the interactive part of the ride is currently not working at the Magic Kingdom and at Walt Disney World. The hitchhiking ghost part is um, on a what they're calling B mode right now. And, you know, the hitchhiking ghosts are supposed to float above your head and like toss your heads around and do funny mm-hmm. things at the doom buggy. Well, apparently that part is not working, but I got really sad because I'm getting ready to go. But at least they're doing the old way, which is the way that I originally remember it got changed in 2011. I couldn't remember when it changed. I remember the ghost used to sit between you, like a ghost would be in between you and the other guests. So that's what's back right now, why Disney's trying to fix this glitch. So at least you do have a ghost that goes home in your buggy. They just don't sit on your head or toss your head around or make your head disappear or whatever. Other. I always like the old one where they were sitting in the buggy with you. Yep. So it is currently at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. So I guess that's the pictures I will be getting on this trip. Yes, you will. And they'll still be good. Yes, they will. But it'll be a little bit different. No, it'll be fine. I mean, I guess I never even thought about the fact that how it changed, to be honest. I just love that ride. The Soren over um, California arrived in Disney's California Adventure in 2001. And it arrived in Disney World's Epcot a few years later. It is one of my favorite rides and Lucy's all-time favorite ride. After a while, Disney decided to create Disney over the world. Well, you can imagine that Disneyland guests were sad about the change in California. But every once in a while, Disney brings back Soarin' Over California. For the Adventure Food and Wine Festival, Disney started playing Soarin' Over California at the beginning of this month, and it's going to run through April 25th. Guests witness a major glitch with this. Before the ride, the starting Windows screen can be seen as the computer systems reboot. As the ride continues, more screens pop up, giving us a little behind-the-scenes look at how the ride actually works and operates, um, or at least the technical aspect of it. Eventually, all the guests received a lightning lane pass that they could use anytime they want it as a way to make up for the less than magical experience. Whoops. <laughs> right. This would be a huge whoops. However, if this wasn't your first time riding it, I think it'd be a kind of cool whoops. I just want to see the sword over California instead of the world. That would be cool. That would be cool. You can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. I know it's not, but I was just saying. So did they make the one in Disneyland just like the one in Disney World? Yes. Kind of, but instead of um, flying over the Epcot ball at the end, it's over Disneyland. But people like soaring over California better? In Disneyland? I'd say diehard Disneyland people really just want that back. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think they should do it opposite. I think they should do soaring over california all the time and then every once in a while bring in over the world i agree yeah just because that's the thing but again or i mean i was gonna say or change it up but i guess that would be too hard to do apparently they're having issues with changing it up (laughs) (laughs) you need to watch that little i think it's a it's not a tiktok 
Does Instagram do videos? I can't remember. Yeah, they can. I don't know, but it, it felt longer than a TikTok. It was almost a minute. And it was just the people laughing because you could see the screen. And then it looked like an aerial view of Earth, but it just looked like um, Space 220, the videos that I've seen on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like it was looking over the world. It was very bizarre. So I'm sure I'm, I'm with Steph. It was kind of, I thought, a cool perspective, actually. That would be cool. All right, it is that time in the show where we start the Say It Isn't So, or as Brad calls it, Say It Ain't So. (laughs) So recently, a TikToker posted a video from their time at Disneyland Paris. Uh, The guests were watching the Dream and Shine Brighter Parade when they noticed one of the Disney characters seemed out of control. The cast member playing Pluto was rocking from side to side, which was causing the float to rock from side to side. If a float would have fallen, it could have hurt Gus, not to mention the cast member driving the float. The driver was seen and heard yelling at Pluto to stop. (laughs) Thankfully, Pluto stopped rocking back and forth and no one was hurt. I said, darn Pluto. (laughs) So... Their pathways are really, I mean, I've never been there, obviously, are really narrow, like what we have in Animal Kingdom, which is why they got rid of the parades in Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching it, I was like, holy smokes, that guy was crazy. But then, of course, he could have been having something that helped him be crazy. I don't know. But right. He just got a little carried away. No one was injured. He liked his job too much. They should have yelled, bad dog. sit sit (laughs) stay (laughs) so we have great news for disney fans in anaheim because earl of sandwich is back at downtown disney but it's bigger and better than what guests will remember it has a new name the earl of sandwich tavern restaurant and bar no longer quick service like before or what you have at disney springs Um, It is a table service restaurant where you can make a reservation through the app or check with the host outside the restaurant. This all-new restaurant has a bar, open patio, indoors, and indoor seating. Although Earl's Sandwich Tavern is famous for their sandwiches, you can enjoy a variety of different foods here, from soups and salads to spaghetti, tacos, and more. I swear, if you're in California, you can find a taco anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how Texas is. The first time I went out there to visit my best friend Brian in San Diego, I was like, I definitely want, to, I was like, you got to take me to like a little hole in the wall taco stand. I want fresh guacamole. Like I want all the things. I didn't realize that I could get that anywhere. I mean, at, at the zoo, like everywhere there is an option for a burrito or a taco or like just literally anywhere. There's going to be a taco. Very interesting. Tacos are never bad. I was out. I was happy about it. I'm just saying. Like I, I thought I was gonna have to go looking for them, and I definitely t- did not at all. <laughs> Pleasantly surprised. Yes, for sure. So a lot of times when people are booking trips, we tell them some of the add-ons that they can add to their trip to make it more magical for them, depending on what they're looking for. So Stephanie, Gina, and I are gonna tell you about some amazing experiences that you can add. Yes, they add a little cost to it, but some people feel that that little bit of costs helps make the magic even more magical than it is. So one of the things is the hard ticketed event. I mean, we talk about these all the time. Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, which I know Gina. Brandy, did you go to that too? I had to go home. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, let me just pour <laughs> salt in your wound. It's okay. <laughs> but I know that um, 
Gina, you got to go to Mickey's Not So Scary and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party this year, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it does have a cost, uh, but they provide a smaller crowd and some more personal time with characters and chances to ride popular rides with shorter line weight. So that's nice. That's why we do it. The shorter lines. We were we didn't have to stand in line more than 20 minutes for anything. And we like Space Mountain, we got to ride it twice. Like literally we got off and then walked out of the building and then walked right back on again. Hard ticket events are worth it. And I got to see it snow on Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was like my favorite thing. <laughs> you can go on New Year's Eve and see that and Christmas Day. Well, you know, you could see it at Disneyland for free. This is true. Um, there's also another thing that you can add on is backstage tours. Um, Magic Kingdom has the Keys to the Kingdom tour. It's a five-hour tour, and it shows the ins and outs of Disney and some secrets behind the scenes. You can't take pictures of some of the stuff because it is secret, and they don't want to give away their secrets. You do have to be at least 16 years of age to do that one. And mostly I think that's just because it would be a lot for a kid, five a five-hour tour behind the scenes. I don't know that for sure, but that would be my guess. Um, Epcot has behind the seeds tour, which I still think I should do. They give you a tour through their greenhouses and they show you how they grow the food and raise the fish and the shrimp. And that stuff that we've told you before is it's sold at Disney. They use it at Epcot and some of the other parks or their restaurants anyway. Then Animal Kingdom has several backstage things you can do. Caring for the Giants, which is um, a tour of the elephant area. Savor the Savannah starlight safari that's the one where you wear the night goggles um you actually do that i believe it's at kadani villas is where they do that and you get to see the animals in the dark they give you special glasses for that up close with rhinos the dive quest which is what you saw on full house if you're old enough to know what that is um and then wild africa trek so if your child loves animals or you know and most kids do. One of these might be something that's great to add onto your package. The Dive Quest, I believe, has an age two. I did not see it, but I would check into that if you're thinking about it or have one of us do it for you if we're booking your trip because I'm pretty sure there's an age thing because you have to go under the water with tanks and scuba stuff. You might have to have a scuba license. In August, I'm going to do the Walk and Waltz Footsteps Tour at Disneyland. Ooh. It's very reasonable, and you get to go in his apartment. Did you get to go in the fire station? Yeah. Oh. I am so excited because a bunch of the girls, uh, when I went before, um, a bunch of the girls, the other travel agents did it. And I couldn't do it that day uh, because my family was coming in and I was afraid I wouldn't have enough time to get to the airport to meet them if I did the tour. So I'm going to do the tour. And yes, you cannot take, like Biggie said, you can't take pictures in there. They won't let you. Just in your mind. Yep. They don't want all that to be released. It's got to be secret, somewhat secretive. So the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is also an add-on for both boys and for girls. The fairy godmother is there to turn you um, or to turn your little girl into a princess or a pirate and your little boy into a prince or a pirate. This is a one-of-a-kind experience for children where your child is treated like there is no one as special as they are. Um, there's also another um, add-on. It's called Capture the Moment. So if you just visit Bibbidi Bobbidi, um, you might be announcing your engagement, maybe doing a baby reveal, 
or if you just want some magical family pictures for your Disney trip, this would be an amazing add-on for you. You can schedule a photo session with one of Disney's photo pass photographers to get some of the best photos that you could capture. It's very reasonably priced, actually, and you can take the pictures at any of the four parks. You just kind of set up your time and meet your photographer and do a little mini photo shoot. I've seen pictures from everywhere, and um, Kaylee had... This was before that I decided that they did that because the cast member took so much time with Kaylee when she graduated from with her bachelor's degree. But um, one of the people that I was reading about said that they feel like the best pictures are Animal Kingdom because of all the foliage. Ooh, yeah, that would be very nice. That would be nice. So um, you can also add on lightsaber and droid experiences. If you are a Star Wars fan, and I know Brandy did one of these, um, mm-hmm. you can live out an incredibly immersive Star Wars story at Savvy's Workshop or Droid Depot, which gives you the opportunity to build your own lightsaber or droid companion. Um, both experiences are highly immersive and themed and will make guests feel like they're right in the middle of the Star Wars universe. And I know Brandy's little droid kept moving around in a little box in our room. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to sleep a lot now. Um, it's not really mine anymore. I think it belongs to Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> How most things in the house happen that way, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really cool because especially when you build the droids, like you can carry it when you carry them around and you can get the backpack. They have like a whole package and it's a little bit more expensive. Or I saw a lot of parents that just bought their kids a like just a see-through backpack to carry around with them with their droid. And if the sensors and everything are on, like you can walk up to the fixtures in Hollywood Studios there at Galaxy's Edge and the droid will interact with like the Millennium Falcon. That is so cool. And yeah, it's really neat. And then there's this whole little area right across from Droid Depot where they actually have it set up to let kids play with them because you know kids are going to want to do that and mm-hmm. you can just sit there and like learn how they work and then there's cast members there will actually help you if you have issues with it and stuff so it's That's a good fun. way to, I, I would recommend that to test it to make sure it works and you're happy with it so that while you're in the park that day you could go back and if you have any encounter because the space where you build it there's you it lights up and I have a video of it getting activated and everything, Um, but there's not a lot of place to really try it out and see how it works. But it's really nice when you walk out across the way, you can go do that. So if you had any issues, you could take it right back and get it fixed while you're still there. That's very cool. Uh So another add-on that you can do is a horse-drawn carriage ride. This one looked cool. I know. You can add a carriage ride for up to four people around Fort Wilderness Campground or Port Port Orleans Riverside. Um, it's $55 and you can take a beautiful 25 minute ride, bring your family or just take your significant other. It doesn't matter because it's sure to be a magical experience. They do look neat. And it wasn't expensive. Like that was not bad at all. Mm -mm. I had a client that did that for her daughter's sixth birthday. Aww. I'm like, I'm sure she felt like a princess. Yeah. When we went on our first um, trip where we went with our dance studio, one of the dance families did that. Because since we were staying at French Quarter, they went over to Orleans and did it with their daughter. And we actually were out walking on the pathway to uh, where you can walk on the path to, to get to the boat to go to Disney Springs. And we saw them and waved at them. That's cool. It was really cute. But um, moving on, we have some more great news. The Santa Clauses Season 2 is in the works. This week, we found out Eric Stone Street and Gabriel Iglesias will be joining the cast. 
Iglesias will be a series regular playing Chris Kringle, the owner and operator of a Christmas-themed amusement park called Santa Land. Chris Kringle is sweet, happy, and perpetually optimistic, a warm, generous soul who is determined to keep his struggling theme park afloat. However, his belief in Santa and love for all things Christmas may not be enough. Eric Stone Street will portray Magnus Antus, a.k.a. the Mad Santa, who reigned during the 14th century and is now returning to try and take down Scott Calvin, Tim Allen's character, and reclaim the North Pole. The Calvins came back to save Christmas at the end of season one. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I did like season one. Yeah, I'm glad to know that there's another. I think that's a smart move on their part. It's one thing I know we've all said, oh, let's get something new. Let's get something new. But I like that they're bringing this back because like for my kids, that was part of their younger years. So some of their friends are having kids now and they're raising them. You know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. it just continues on and on, which is pretty awesome. Like showing those old movies like Jungle Book and all the other stuff. Right. If you're going to be in Orlando in March, like I am, you need to know about Gideon's Cookie of the Month. I know Stephanie and I really love this part. Yay! (laughs) Only Disney nerds understand how important Gideon's Cookie of the Month is, which is why we report it. So March's cookie is peanut butter chocolate chip. They said it's a mashup of the peanut butter cookie that everybody loves and their traditional chocolate chip cookie. I don't know if your mouth is watering yet, but mine is. Supposedly, this delicious cookie tastes like they stacked the two cookies together. Um, The cake is peanut butter chocolate swirl. Oh, sorry. The cake this month is peanut butter chocolate swirl cake, and it's available on Wednesdays and Saturdays only while supplies last. So get there early if you want those that um, monthly cake. And of course, Gideon's is recommending that you purchase their peanut butter cold brew to add all this deliciousness together. That's a lot of peanut butter. (laughs) <laughs> it is it is a lot of peanut butter. I was thinking that. And that cold brew does have a, like a lot of peanut butter flavor too. It does. It sounds good though. I've never had the Gideon's peanut butter cookie. Have you, Vicky? I have not, but I was in line, I think the last time with people that had moved to Florida and were an hour away and every month they schedule a weekend and they come and buy a dozen peanut butter cookies to take back with them. That's a lot. <laughs> I like their, I'm still a big chocolate chip person there. I mean, they may must must have more people because you can't buy that many. Like, there's a limit, six per mm-hmm. person. I think they each bought six. Mm. I just love Gideon's cookie. Steph and I stood in line for Gideon's. <laughs> you should have seen my face when they told me, oh, it's just 40 minutes. This is not bad. And my face went, I said, but if you have enough people willing to stand in this line, um, would you mind getting me something? Here's here's a Venmo for some of that, and um, I'm gonna go to the World of Disney Store now. Would you have now knowing how delicious it is? Would you have stood in that line if no one else was willing to stand in it? Maybe I really just kind <laughs> of like I had one. I brought I brought them back to my family. Um, you know, it was more of like just like to say I brought something back to my family since I went to Disney without them. So. My husband liked it. He was like, it's just like, it's just chocolate chips. They just keep falling out. They're just yep. everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. I said, well, did you realize that it weighed a pound? He was like, seriously? <laughs> oh, good Lord. I could not eat the whole thing. No, it's too much. I even had, I even brought the cake home and had to like nibble on the cake periodically because it was so rich. Well, Vicky, if you decide to, you have room for any oh, yeah. extra cookies, you know, I'll pay you for those. Ooh. I'll text you. Yep. <laughs> um. So Blizzard Beach is going to be closed on March 19th for annual refurbishments. Typhoon Lagoon is going to then reopen on March 19th. 
it has been closed since November for annual refurbishments. Um, so since March of 2020, the water parks have not been open at the same time. That's crazy. And it's like you get one or the other. Yep. It seems like Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon may both be open this summer, finally. But we will let you know for sure um, as soon as that has been confirmed. H2O Glow After Hours event will resume on May the 20th at Typhoon Lagoon. It's going to run through September 2nd from 11 p.m. to, oh, sorry, from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And tickets went on sale on March 3rd for this. H2O includes the following. It's a glow lighting effects and decor, high energy DJ dance parties. It's got surprise character appearance. I couldn't say that word for a second. Appearances and an exclusive adult only area. There's complimentary select ice cream, popcorn, and select beverages. And then exclusive glow themed food and beverages also. It sounds like fun. It does sound like fun. Quite the party. Several of the topiaries are lighting the night at Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. Tiana's gown is lit and beautiful in front of the American Pavilion. All of the featured members of Family Madrigal are lit at the main entrance of Epcot. Isabella's Ray of Flowers, Antonio's Toucan, and Maribel's Butterfly are all illuminated in the light. Maribel's Butterfly is made extra special with a mini LED light illuminating from inside its body. Near the France Pavilion, Cogsworth and Lumiere are welcoming nighttime festival goers. Lumiere's candlestick hands also include their own little internal lights. Tinkerbell is also illuminated within her fairy house garden. Um. No pixie dust is required for the lighting illuminating Tink's face. If you're planning to go to Disney World before July 5th, you should plan to go and look at these gorgeous topiaries. Did they used to light up? I don't think so. They, I, I don't think they've ever lit up before. I didn't make it till dark when I was there last because that was our first trip. (laughs) All right. So a big shout out to our listeners. Thanks to Ashley for participating in the Disney Bracket Challenge. I am challenging some more of you to join us. We did half of the Disney World Ride Bracket last week. The next bracket we'll do is Disney Snack Bracket. Be looking for it on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Lee for letting us know how things are in Cali. You all, he actually had snow, which is crazy. And they got to miss school for a few days because I imagine that in Cali when it snows, things quite shut down. Um, Please go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment. It really means a lot to us. We absolutely love hearing from our listeners, so... Be sure to let us know what you'd like to hear more about. We are always reshaping our shows and cater to our listeners' needs. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts, The Mascapades Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like a free quote, contact Brandy, Stephanie, Vicki, or myself, Gina, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go to Your Story Travel, simply go to the drop down and click on one of our names. 
And be sure to listen to Friday's show. We will finish the Disney World Ride March Madness bracket. Go to the Mousecapades podcast on Facebook. We'd love for you to join us. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, ladies, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. Yeah.